Thanks for tuning in. I'm Logan. I'll be your captain this evening. Tonight we explore animal testing labs hidden throughout the U.S. and how diseased monkeys escaped into the wild. Join me as we kick open the door to this nefarious conspiracy. March 26, 1953. Dr. Jonas Salk announces the polio vaccine. Research monkeys all die after being administrated the vaccine. But the public is inoculated in mass anyway, with what turns out to be live polio, giving mass amounts of the population polio. Since the vaccine was grown on monkey kidney cells, those who received the polio vaccine also contracted SV40, or simian virus 40, a monkey virus that causes cancer. SV40 is called so because there was at least other 40 known simian viruses at the time. 1994, after an exotic virus is brought to a Yale laboratory from Brazil, a researcher dropped a test tube and sprayed the virus into his nostrils. The idiot then went out and partied with his buddies. June 1994, a mad scientist injects simian AIDS virus from an African green monkey into an Asian monkey collapsing the Asian monkey's immune system. The Asian monkey proves to be the final need for the final needed step in the link for zoonosis, the transfer of viruses to humans creating AIDS. October 21st, 1999. Two dozen monkeys escape from Primate Research Center at Tulane University in Louisiana. 2005, 47 more monkeys escape from Tulane. Tulane reportedly has over 4,500 monkeys, which they torture with cancer, malaria, leprosy, and other diseases on record. And I've already told you before about the sort of things that go on at Tulane that are not on record, but still proven. 12, January 12, 2001, mad scientists announced the first creation of the world's first genetically modified primate by combining jellyfish DNA with that of a rhesus monkey, they created a monkey that glows in the dark. Application, they hope to induce genes into the same monkey that could trigger diseases such as Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, and AIDS. June 20th, 2002, mad scientists announced the creation of spider goats. By shoving the DNA of a spider into a goat, psychopaths have created goats which are part spider. The application is to extract spider silk from the protein of goat milk in order to create Kevlar-type material for the military. They continue to successfully breed this line of spider goats today. March 2nd, 2015. Headline, ABC News. Dangerous bacteria mysteriously escapes from Louisiana monkey lab. September 17th. 2018. Headline, The Independent. Monkey on the run after escaping Louisiana Research Lab and dashing into the woods. Good for that poor sad monkey. Bad for us. 
January 26, 2017, mad scientists announced they have created the first human-animal hybrids. The application is to grow human organs inside of pigs for harvest. Second application is for increased meat production. March 27, 2017, mad scientists in China announced they have successfully grown human brains inside of monkeys. Apparently, torturing monkeys was all the rage before the 1960s. But during the growing animal rights activist movement of the 1960s, the outright torturing of monkeys needed to be rebranded. So much like a celebrity scandal needing a public relations firm, the mad scientists ran to their daddies in the paid-off Congress mafia to establish the regional primate research centers with rivers of tax dollars flowing into it. There was a public outcry to get these dangerous virus labs out of the cities. The solution, these regional primate research centers, to which seven across the country are known. So, we have the University of California, University of Oregon, Health and Science University of Oregon, the University of Washington, the University of Wisconsin, Emory University in Georgia, and of course, Tulane Medical School in New Orleans. Now what part of this list sounds like that those torture centers, those primate concentration camps run by psychopaths are outside of the cities? Well, I don't know how close to city limits any of those universities are, except for Tulane. But I do know of one monkey prison that's not on the list and is very close to my city. Monkeys being kept at a facility, and there's drone video that seems to back that up. Team 12's William Pitts is verifying what all this monkey business is all about. You can't see this place from the road, so it wasn't until someone flew a drone over it that anyone got a look inside and found out there are still monkeys in that facility. Climbing the fences and sitting on cages, but the last anyone heard, this place was supposed to be empty. A drone pilot who wants to stay anonymous shot this video over the so-called Mesa Monkey Farm. Rumor is it's abandoned. The monkeys run the place. So is this place still in operation? This man, who wouldn't give us his name, met our photographer at the gate. He wouldn't say anything about who runs the facility or even who he could call to find out. That I can't answer your questions. I will load your camera up all back until we can get some more information out to the There's very little information out there at all now. The facility is on the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian Reservation. Their property records are not online, so we don't know who owns it now. But we do know it's an old power plant renovated in the 1970s by the Primate Foundation of Arizona. From what we could find, it was a chimpanzee sanctuary, more than 70 chimps, until they ran out of money. Then the foundation started supplying their monkeys for medical testing. The National Institutes of Health gave the Primate Foundation of Arizona more than $11 million since 1986. 
But the NIH stopped testing on chimps back in 2015. Primate Foundation of Arizona's own tax records show they gave every chimp they had to the MD Anderson Cancer Center and the National Institutes of Health. The USDA is supposed to inspect these places, but the agency removed all its online inspection data when President Trump took office. Animal rights groups claim to have downloaded what they could, and those documents show no animals left in the facility by 2010. Tax records say the last one left in October of 2009. So what are they still doing here? The drone video shows the cages occupied and the facility anything but abandoned. William Pitts, 12 News. That's the local news in Arizona, and I had to see for myself since this news report was about four years old. So is this place operational today? I drove out to find a look. Okay, I'm driving on a dirt road on the side of canal. I see the facility. I can see the ruins of the old power plant. I'm turning around. I'm turning around. I got lights on me. Somebody sees me. I don't know if I can... I don't, I don't know if I have a spot to turn around here, but there's permanent houses there. Oh, shit. I can't turn around. Some sort of a... They see me. I've been made. Just a few inches of space before I make one wrong move. If I make a wrong move right here, I'm going into the canal. Okay. And I right, turned around. I'm headed back towards the mine. How did you cross the canal? There was a bridge. There's like a private road underneath it. So it's okay. So what we've learned, they got. They have uh, permanent houses there, so there's people that live on site, and so there's yeah, it's well protected. It's well protected. It's uh. The video I saw, the guy was on the other side of it from where I am. What's the... Oh, you got the virus. I'm going to go dark. So I drove out there, just north of the 202 freeway in Mesa, off of Higley Road. Not even half a mile north of the freeway, the road dead ends into a facility that seems to be like a defense contractor of some kind. To the west, there is a giant strip mining pit, and running along the side of that is a, the Salt River Canal. You can see the monkey farm down in that little valley tucked away into the hills. I drove out on the dirt road that goes parallel to the canal and didn't realize that that's the actual road that leads to their front gate. So I got pretty close and I looked through binoculars and while I was doing that, somebody hit me with a floodlight and I had a guy on the phone with me trying to uh, navigate me by looking on his computer at home on Google Maps 
kind of, I was like, hey, what is this facility? Look it up. What is this over here? Look it up. Kind of giving me the eyes in the sky. So in that operation, what I learned is, yeah, the facility's occupied and still in business. And it's, yeah, it's, it's running and it's gated off and it's not easy to find and it's not easy to get to and it's not easy to see from the road, but it's not really out of town. It was just before dark and I could see the lights on. I had my binoculars and I couldn't see any monkeys out there, but I did see plenty of transport cages. If you're going to design a supervillain's laboratory lair for a movie or a video game, this place would be perfect. It's, <laughs> it's part new, metal and glass, modern looking building. Really big. One side of it's sloping like a step pyramid. And that's where you can see all the monkeys inside from the drone videos. And it has this extra creepy area in the back that looks like a burned down church with only the high stone wall standing. So that's like, um, what's probably the old power plant that they talked about in the video that I played. There's a road down on the mining pit that you can only access through this high-tech aerospace company that probably has a, def uh, like a defense contractor attached to it. It says they make ejection seats online and rockets and things. But the road goes straight to Falcon Airfield. So that's got to be where they ship the monkeys. Um... So there's seven regional primate research centers, otherwise known as psychopath monkey torture zones for made possible with tax dollars and public, no public consent and little if any oversight to hazards or cruelty involved. Anyway, this Arizona facility isn't on the list. It's covert. It turns out that's because this one breeds and imports the monkeys to fill the other seven labs. They don't want the public to know about it because if you shut this one down, you shut them all down by cutting off their supply of juicy monkeys. Now I mentioned zoonosis and how since the 1960s monkeys have been escaping into our vast wilderness. Just keep those Bigfoot sightings coming, people. Just don't look shit up, whatever you do. <laughs> Zoonosis is the transfer of simian diseases to humans. Yeah. It turns out monkeys don't like being tortured, so they have a habit of fighting back and biting their captors. It's hard enough to, you know, trim your house cat's nails. <laughs> Imagine fighting a monkey that's fighting for its life because it doesn't want a piece of its brain cut out or its fingers cut off or electrodes shoved into it here and there. <laughs> um, it doesn't sound like you're not going to get away with being bit by a monkey or pissed on or, or spat at. So after these psychopaths in white coats have played virus roulette with a monkey a few times... <laughs> It tends to get pissed off and get a taste for who its enemies are. And the researcher might get a taste of monkey saliva or monkey piss. Or while you're trying to inject a monkey with a bioweapon, you end up injecting yourself in the struggle. 
and then they go home and anger bang their wife. So you think that might be a problem? Or how about this? The Mesa Monkey Farm sits about 200 yards away from the canal, the canal that I almost drove into. So what happens to all that ape shit, blood, and monkey piss when they are spraying out the cages? What happens when it rains? Does all that ape shit run into the canal and the city water supply? <laughs> monkey see, monkey do. Monkey farm, monkey stew. <laughs> the Salt River has all these tubers tubing in it. That's what we do in the East Valley over there for fun. So how many people tubing the Salt River floating by are like, what's that noise? Oh, don't worry, that's, that's just a prison full of 360 or more fearful monkeys being tortured or waiting to be shipped off to a worse Hellraiser dimension hell for monkeys. So if that doesn't piss you off, maybe Plum Island Animal Disease Research Facility will. Mentioned in the movie Silence of the Lambs, it's an island off of New uh, Long Island, New York. What it is is an island where assholes go out into the world and try to find deadly viruses to bring back to the island to study, to play with, because it's fun. They call them life scientists. They go out into the world and find the deadliest shit to bring back and molest. And they should just be called death scientists, because that's what it really is. I credit Max Egan for saying that. It's where Lyme disease is said to have come from. It's based on an island for containment. So unlike labs like Tulane, where their experiments just escape into the woods, on the island it's naturally quarantined, right? Pretty smart, right? Put it on an island. Put the dangerous crap on an island. Pretty smart. Nope. 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 Not smart. Because a few years ago, they moved this, the, the, they moved it to Kansas. That's right. They packed up their diseased rats and goats and pigs and cows, and they put them in the middle of the country's agricultural in industry. It wasn't an island. Quarantine, safe. They decided it'd be better if they put it in the middle of the country. Not only in the middle of the country, in the middle of the farmland of the country. And their stated mission is to prevent hoof and mouth disease. That you can't make this shit up. So you're gonna put it where all the <laughs> all the hooves are. Because, you know. There hasn't been an outbreak of hoof and mouth disease in the country for 20 years, so they figured it was about time. So in my view, they chose Manhattan, Kansas, because it has a history of earthquakes and tornadoes, and it has a dam there that has a history of falling apart. So, it, and it has a real clever name, too. It's because, you know, the Manhattan Project, so you can just imagine... A headline in the future that's going to read Health Manhattan Project Health Virus Manhattan Project 
Manhattan, Kansas. Man, it has this dam where an earthquake caused the sand to shift underneath the dam, and the dam almost fell apart and flooded the town. So it looks like they're putting it there out of premeditated negligence. So when a natural disaster causes the lab to be destroyed and these diseases get out into the food supply and ruin our food supply for the whole country, they can say it was an accident. Now, I know all this knowledge is thoroughly terrifying, but it's just one more step on the path of freedom, one more step of that beach ball being held underwater and moving towards the surface to break the surface towards its freedom. Tell everyone you know about this Mesa monkey lab so we can shut it the fuck down. And let's work together to stop these concentration camps masquerading as research labs. They are proven to be more harmful than good. It's a living hell to the animals, and it's a biohazard to humans. So, that's it. That's virtually this episode. I just wanted to get that section of information out, kind of a spillover from the book, Dr. Mary's Monkey in the last episode. Read the book, Dr. Mary's Monkey, and go to expandanimalrightsnow.org. And from the light and love within me, I honor the light and love within you. I'm Reverend Logan. Until next time, runners, keep moving. This has been a Water Otter production. Brrr.